0: This is Karnou feeding Henri. It's still Geely Henry and it's 2-0 and
1: that might do it for, ins- for Arsenal now!
2: Ladies and gentlemen Thank you for listening to another full 90 gunner podcast. My name is Mario. Of course, I will be your host through this what therapeutic session, uh, of arsenal that, uh, well, the up and down that, that is the mighty arsenal that we support and love and hate at the same time. Uh, unfortunately this past weekend was, uh, was really shitty arsenal really sucked more than Jenna Jameson and all her pornographic movies. I've been practicing that line for God knows how long. I but should,
1: should've, it should have been stormy Daniels Mario Stormy, on, stormy Daniels can't, I, I'm I sorry can't say topical
2: here. I, I'm trying but I don't even know who the hell that is to be completely honest um, but yeah you just heard Ryan there he is he is back with me uh, tonight um, because we both were smart and celebrated our Valentine's Day uh, sooner than everyone else um, and of course, AJ and Ryan. uh, Sorry, Elliot cannot be with us uh, because uh, they are doing their thing with their lovely ladies today. So happy Valentine's Day to them and happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Um, If you want to listen to us uh, gripe about some Arsenal, then uh, then you're all welcome. But but I did manage to get a fan favorite. He is a favorite of us here at the podcast it's none other than Jason Davies, who is back. Jason, so great to have you here today, bud. you 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 right? right? Uh, I'm doing a lot better than, than Arsenal
0: are right now. I'm shocked at being called a favorite. Right. I, I've never been a called a favorite in my life before. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're still trying to convert you over here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, you're definitely a hoot. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's always uh, fun when, to have you on the podcast. And we haven't had you in so long. And, you know, I figured uh, I was talking to the guys today and I'm like, hey, you know, let's, let's reach out to Jason today and see uh, if he can come on. I know that it's probably,
0: what, 10 o'clock your time over there. So uh, yeah. it's prime time over there i i miss speaking to you guys shame aj isn't on you know aj and and ryan and yourself i've you know i've spoken to a few occasions and I, I i always have a good time mate. always have a good time
2: yeah it's, it's always a pleasure. it's always yeah it's always awesome to have you on um and and of course ryan you're on you're on here so uh how you been man thank you thank you for coming on again
1: i of course of course it's uh Always a pleasure. Uh, doing well. Um, just, just some reference there for my before I cut you off. Yeah. No,
0: no problem. But, uh,
1: for, for for the listeners out there that may may not be following politics or just general news, but uh, Stormy Daniels, who I mentioned, is the porn star who the <laughs> president, the president of the United States, paid one hundred thirty thousand dollars to of hush money um, after he had sex with her. Few months after his wife gave birth to their son Barron, that—that's
2: wow. I did that's not know
1: what that what our president is doing and does. So that just a little, just a little context there. So
0: I had no uh, idea.
1: Klaus, yeah. He's a C guy. <laughs> um,
2: the Donald.
1: God bless America. Could you, could you
2: imagine if he went in and said, "Hey, I'm going to buy Arsenal for five billion dollars. Here you go."
1: That would be. I. I I denounce and reject the club <laughs> and everything that I've ever said and stood for about the club immediately. He, he'll he'll pour in the money though. San Cronky is not that much better. He gave a million dollars to Trump's inauguration fund, so I, I guess I guess we. Uh, yeah, but you know, another reason to not to not like Cronky in case he needed one. But there you go.
2: And
0: they both wear a wig. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they both do little bastards. Um but anyways, no, I, I, I honestly did not know that at all. So yeah. the it's more, I the only, more you know. I always learn something when you're on the podcast. Literally. I always learn something. It's what I'm going for, I, I you know what? I think I think you should ready at the end of the pod. I think you should ready like a fact, a Ryan fact again, because I've I've been missing those.
1: I can do that. I got I got plenty at uh, on on the politics front to uh, excellent. Finish up. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: let's get right into it then, I guess. Uh Arsenal Tottenham, uh North London Derby, 7:30 a.m. Eastern time kickoff, which I do believe is a 12:30 kickoff time over by uh by what? you there, Jace. Yeah, that's right, Paul. And uh, in the 5:30 for for Ryan for Ryan here who uh, who what, what what did you say last last podcast Ryan
1: I, I usually have a pretty good record when I don't wake up and don't watch the match that Arsenal have a, have a good result in the, in the early kickoff so
2: there you go um, so you must have woke up to watch
1: yeah no I didn't actually well I woke up uh, around the about 55th minute so right after Kane scored and Arsenal completely went to shit so it wasn't my fault <laughs> That we lost, I'm gonna say, but
2: uh, yeah. So got
1: the, the tail end of it live, and then and then rewatched it back on replay.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Jason, we'll start off with you then. What what the hell happened?
0: <laughs> uh well, you know the the setup. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the setup four three three. On the first half, you know we we soaked up the pressure, but at no point did we put any pressure. On them when when they were in possession, and unfortunately, when it came down to Ben Davis putting the cross in, for Kane you know, he, had a, he he could have sat down, he could have made a cup of tea before he crossed the ball. It was it was ridiculous, and the truth of the matter is, Harry Kane is a very good centre forward, and he got the jump on the centre halves. You know, they, they they didn't. Whereas we we dealt with them. All game up until that point. You, you know um, what? I, I, yeah, I, despite despite it being
2: Tottenham, we got to be real here. Like Kane is probably the best center forward in in the yeah. league, maybe the whole world right now, and he's going to be like a world record transfer fee to Real Madrid soon, anyways. But yeah, I, I totally agree. They
0: they took their chances, and it, it was, yeah. It's one of those, you know, we didn't, you know, between Kashelny and Mustafi, nobody was trying to put him off. Yes. He was trying to attack the ball. But, but to be honest with you, you know, other than Czech, who made about four or five fine saves, and even he had a couple of horror moments, everybody was crap. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, the midfield was a joke. Um, Mkhitaryan and Ozil were just rubbish. And you know, I felt for Obama Young. You know, he, he he made the runs. He worked hard, but you know, he had no ball to play with, and it was ineffective. It was it was a horror day at the office, mate. It was just, but but, but actually, <laughs> as negative as it was, as disappointing as it was, as horrendous as it was, it does put into perspective kind of the effectiveness. Of some of our players against top teams, because Dembele ran the midfield. It was, you know, Dembele was man of the match by a magic mile. He was phenomenal on the day. And it, it's sad to say that, but you know, his, his movement, his 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 composure on the ball, his decision making, everything about him was great. And you know, in, in comparison, we were we we were abject. It was it was horrendous, mate.
2: Yeah, they, they were nowhere to be seen, uh, which was which was really, really bad. Ryan, what what did you think of the overall like lineup that he put out? Like I thought I, I, I don't know, maybe this was just me thinking, hey, he's gonna put in Lacazette, Mekatarian, and Obama Yang in there. Ozo can go into the middle there. Um, and they could all all four of basically what our star players could maybe boss this game around. But then you see Jaka El Nene Wilshere, uh, hard blow for Ramsey, though, who played extremely well in the previous game, but uh, he was out injured. What did you think when you saw this lineup?
1: Well, I, I was disappointed. Um, again, I, I I don't know what our the manager, the assistants, the, the scouting. Um, I don't know what kind of self scouting we do. It, it sure doesn't seem like we do any of it because I would have I would have thought they would have looked at our performance. A reverse fixture at home, 2-0 victory, played a back three then, um, basically decided to completely bypass the midfield because we didn't have either the physical tenacity or the technical ability to compete with the likes of Dembele and Erickson and Ali in the midfield there. Um, and we, we basically just played long balls in the channel that, that game, um, limited their time on the ball when we get, when we had it, we we didn't try and possess it, um, and it was an unconventional style to play for us. But we got got the result and took Tottenham out of the game because of it. And so I, I don't know why we wouldn't, why Arson wouldn't go back to that. Now, I know we've been playing for the back lately, but you know what? You got it. You got to make adjustments to who your opponent is, and we don't do that. Venger um, doesn't do that. He doesn't adjust. To really, situations in the game uh, form. He just kind of goes with what he's been using in uh, the past few matches, and and, and it's, it's it's so frustrating to see that because um, you you know, looking at that lineup, listen, uh, midfield of Jaka, Wilshire, and Almena, you're j- you're just not going to win those individual battles. There's just no way. Those, I mean, Jack, I thought Jack fought hard and and. Actually played pretty well in the first half, um, but he, he can't play ninety minutes in that role. He just simply can't. Um, Xhaka, you know what you're getting there. He can't run physically. He's just so subpar, and so it's so, such a mediocre non-elite level um, to be to be playing against these guys. And Almena, you know, listen, he, he is what he is, right? He's he's going to give you the metronomic, conservative, safe. Um, usually mistake free passing game, but he, he's not going to raise the levels, right? He's not playing a killer pass. He's not making a, a shifty uh, explosive run through the midfield to create something. So um, I was disappointed that we didn't go three at the back and just kind of try, try and, listen, I hate, to say, I hate to admit it, none of us really want to, but Tottenham are the better, m- more technically gifted, um, more skillful team. So to try and match up with them, it's a losing battle right off the bat. Um, and I think that showed
0: over the course of 90 minutes. And, I, and I you don't know, know right. sorry, go Jason. I don't, if I, come in there. Yeah, I don't know. You know, when we played them at home, we pressed, we pressed them. Okay. They didn't have time with the ball. And so they, they gave the ball away a lot. And, you know, if you look at that first game, you had Ramsey covering twelve and a half K or 12.7 K. Yeah. You had Jaka covering 12 K. Yeah. On Sunday, on Saturday, we sat back. We tried to soak up pressure, you know. And, and you know Jack's moments in the first half—the through ball where Obam Young was on side was a beautiful thing. Mm. That—that that was it. Yeah. That was it. And you know, and so many times at a position because no offense, but you, you know you, you're looking at these three guys in it, it, when you talk about Jaka, um, El Nene, and Milsha—they just don't produce. Okay, yeah. none, none of them do. I'm sorry. Yeah, you you look at the stats. You know they just do not produce uh, enough. Uh, you know over any game. So you know at at one point you know you've got to turn around. You've got to say, you know what's the difference? Well, the, the difference is I, I agree with you. We didn't we didn't have the width that the wing backs give you, which is the out mm-hmm. ball for us, off the ball. You know, Wilshere just hasn't got the legs. There are too many injuries there. You know, he needs that really aggressive ball when they're alongside him for him to be effective. And even then, the numbers don't lie. You know, he's not producing in the way some of the opponents are. But I think the press was the big thing. You know, if we'd have pressed that game you know you're you're more effective but you know as you know when people talk about dropping sort of ozil into midfield he went missing again you know he he went missing again on saturday and i know people say oh you know it's easy to have a go at him but he always does it every big game he's not there you know and that's the sad thing because when he played top number home he was very effective. He was great in the press. He did his defensive duties. You know, Mkhitaryan just had a stinker, but we, we, we weren't cohesive as a team whatsoever. Uh, and that's the thing that hurts, you know, even with the extra man in midfield, which I felt was a decent, you know, you know, we only played two against Everton. It was a decent sort of adjustment, but unless you're going to press Tottenham, they, they're going to take advantage of time on the ball. And, and that's what killed us.
1: I, I don't understand. And, I, and I, I'm, I've I thought about this. And I don't, I don't think there's a definite single reason why this happens. I, I'm leaning towards more of just a mental block. But how how we can play with the tempo and the intensity and the pace we do at home versus Everton. Granted, I, I get it. The opponent is much different quality. But to come out just look slow and sluggish and lethargic and scared and timid when we go away from home, I I can't, I can't under, I can't fathom how we drop off so drastically playing at home than playing away from home. Uh, I, I, I just have to attribute it to, to preparation, to mentality, to some kind of mental block where they almost expect because we're away from home for whatever reason, we're just going to come out and and, and play poorly. and, And so they do. But um, physically, we just, you look at some of these teams, and this is kind of looking at a macro level now, not just this match, but we, are, we look so far behind other top teams, especially in the league. You look at Liverpool, you look at Tottenham, look at Man City. These, they have guys who run up and down the pitch for 90 minutes. They have, you know, they press, they combine beautifully in the final third, in the middle third. And we have guys who can't fucking run sprints. Yeah. Like, granted, Jaka, I've, I've never seen him sprint before. I've never seen him attempt to sprint, let alone that he even physically can, and that's going to cover ground. But we just look, we look unfit. We don't look strong. We lack that explosiveness. Obviously, lack Lacazette, I think, you know, the answer there is he's been carrying a knock, um, especially if you look at his that, that moment he had against Swansea where he got outrun by the, by their center half there. So I think, I think that kind of answers that, but I, I just, I, I think we're still, we're, we're still so short um, personnel wise um, we're, we're so off the pace. Um, I mean, we need so many solutions and it's still right at the heart of it is the center of midfield. And I think that is emblematic of, of this Arsenal team over the past many years that until that gets solved, until that gets figured out, until personnel is recruited um, to solve that, we're, because I, I think, Jace, to your point on Ozo, yes, he was less than effective, but again, he, he needs people to pass to. He needs somebody to, he can interchange in the center of the pitch, quick, you know, Tony Kroos type, Modric type players who are both smart and technical at the same time. And he's got a one-footed Jaka who who's can he got the turning radius of a fucking Mack truck and Mohamed El Nene, who just doesn't – he's just not that player. He's just not at that level. Um, and, and obviously, I, I think we're a completely different team without, without Aaron Ramsey, and that, that's, that was obvious on the day. Um
0: I I I think as well, if 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 you look at that, it's not just Ozil, that effect. If you look at the Czech um issues with distribution, yeah. okay, he only ever has one man to, to pass out to, and they, they know to, to to pressurize, to press that guy. So, and so, yet,
1: Be- so does Bellerin.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I and, and yet every single time you never see the midfield. sort of somebody saying, right, I'm gonna just drop back be the extra man for the out ball and, and be aware of this and and, and so to give them some options and we never do that so it's not just for Ozil it yeah. works at both ends of the park and, and I, I totally agree with you you know I mean the boys spoke about this on the podcast on, on ABW this week and you know and they came to the conclusion you know like like yeah Arsene Wenger doesn't want to destroy you he doesn't he, he wants that creative player deep you know But it goes back to giving Arteta the extra year, you know, extending Santi Cazola, even with the injury record. Do you know what I mean? You, you kind of know the guy's going to be out. We didn't realize it's going to be this long, but you know, he's going to suffer injuries. He wants that creative player there. But if you're going to have a creative player, he's got to have quick feet. He's got to be mobile and he's, you know, he's got to be able to stick the foot in. And, And unfortunately, you know, we don't have that guy who's who's going to come in and do that job for us. And you know, it's I like Xhaka, but you know, he, he's got a beautiful passing range, but he needs to work in other areas of his game. You know,
1: he can't. And that, yeah, that that's where I question. And I listen. I I have the utmost respect for Arsene Wenger for what he's done and what he's accomplished, and he's a class of a person and a man. But I. We spent 35 million pounds on Granite Xhaka, and he's an absolute nightmare of a fit for this team. I'm not saying he's a terrible player. He's not. Obviously, he's got good attributes. But what, what attributes do you see in Granite Xhaka that, sh- that stand out to you and say, this man is a perfect fit for a team in the Premier League to compete for a title? And I'm, I'm left shrugging my shoulders. I don't, I don't see anything. He can't, Like I said, physically, he can't run. He can't play with his right foot at all. He can't turn, receive a ball, and play quickly. Look up quickly. Decision making is is slow. And um, so I, who who Arsene Wenger pulled the trigger on this guy, obviously, and and he and he hasn't found he hasn't either wanted to or been able to identify a central midfielder that can be effective in that role since Gilberto Silva left the club, and. I'm just, you know, how it, it's so obvious to so many supporters and and pundits and you know other teams who who scout us and attack, you know, who uh, expose us in that area. How 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 does he not see that, or, or why is he refusing to, you know, recruit that type of player? Uh, I, I that I I'll never understand.
0: I agree with you, Vince. It's it's yeah. it's it, it's you know I like I like Shaka, but I, I I don't see. You know, no matter what you do, the picture in, yeah, you have to be effective, and you have to have, you know, game changers, and I don't see him changing the game that often. You know, I, I don't see what he brings. Um, but you know, in all fairness, he wasn't alone on Saturday. He, you know, he just wasn't alone. It was, um, you know, we got dominated. It, it was, it was pitiful to watch, but. You know how he's going to address this in the summer? I have no idea. I I, I just I, you know I, I just don't see it. You know.
1: It, and it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's, go 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 it's right. Been, it's been eight. I was gonna say it's been it's been what eight summers. I mean, yeah. We say every summer. Okay, central midfielder, central midfielder, uh, a, a DM, right? The old DM. And it, I'm not one for saying, okay, he just got to be able. Is is you know. Fucking Scotty Parker here. I'm just saying we need some <laughs> like even even if Grant Jaka wasn't a DM, I, you need somebody who can fucking run and cover space. He doesn't do any of that, and spe- especially in our our kamikaze fucked up system that we play. Grant, I, I I admit he gets exposed, right? He he, you know the team, the setup, the tactics do him no favors. Um, but when he's in when he's in those spaces against speedy, tricky attacking midfielders or forwards who drop deeper, he's got no fucking chance because physically he just can't compete. And so if you you can't have a guy who is is his only really elite attribute is that he can spray diagonal passes playing in that position is just not good enough. And so I, I just I wonder what did he see in him that he's gonna play him in a two-man midfield and he can't run, he can't tackle. He can't snuff. He can't smell danger, right? He doesn't he doesn't track runners. Obviously, the the Klukas again going back to Swansea. So it's like, what you know, and, and, and maybe maybe this gets rectified with the addition of our, our new scouting department and and all you know. Maybe maybe we start identifying players that actually can can fit that role. Um, but until then, until that you know, I I, I still and and still then Wenger's v- got to sign off on these guys. So he's got the ultimate. He's got the uh, the ultimate yes/ no and that's that's what really concerns me going forward in the summer is that we're still not going to um, effectively address these gaping needs in, in the squad what what
2: I what I've seen or well, what I saw during this match that I haven't really seen from Arsenal and, and it was interesting to see how Tottenham, uh, how Tottenham's shape was in absorbing uh, Arsenal's pressure at times. But what I what I liked from that was that each player covered each other very well. If one would get like, for example, my, uh, I was watching this match with my brother because everyone knows he's a Spurs uh, supporter. And he was really scared um, of Aubameyang um, exploiting uh, Sanchez because he has mm-hmm. been uh, he, he said at times he can be really really bad and and he, he's like he pointed it out a couple of times during the match i think there was there was a one point where um he sort of missed the uh, missed the clearance and he says like see like it, it just takes that one Uh, mistake but you would see Trippier or you would see Vertonghen come in in, and assist right away uh, and and help cover which was really interesting and I pointed it out to him I said listen like but it doesn't matter because he's got all of these players that are playing a cohesive unit uh, and and they're defending very well and absorbing the pressure and that's something I haven't seen from Arsenal I think it was uh, this match or it might have been the previous match where Xhaka would just be watching, would just be watching and, and would not help cover. And it's, it's, I don't know, to me, it's just a big mess. The,
1: the, the difference is, is, and you can tell, I'm not saying I, you know, I have no inside knowledge of what Mm. happens in the training ground, but if you watch Arsenal consistently enough, there are no defined roles at all in the, in the 11 that are on the field. There's literally none defensively in, in, in an attack. It's just go out, Play football, express yourself, which is fantastic when we have the ball and are free flowing at times, right? That's that's and that's why you know we've been able to produce some some brilliant football over the years because we're not a rigid. Okay, you can only make these runs or you have to stay in this in this quadrant to the field. You know, he let he lets brilliant attacking players you know express themselves, but you don't have any roles defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look. Look exactly like players have no fucking clue what to do, where to go, when to cover, when to when to be aggressive, when to drop off, when to come into space, when to double up. There, there's no because there's no roles. There's no there's no instruction. So like you, you you saw us get caught out on quick throw-ins, on quick free kicks. Um, nobody's communicating. Nobody's you know nobody's react. We're, we're we're always late to react. We're never proactively thinking. You know a player head that comes down, that comes down to coaching. That comes down to instruction and drilling it in and having discipline, having a structure. And when you don't have that, and then you, then you don't have the physical athletes who can make up for that. Like that's, you know, Arsenal's best years. We were by far the most superior physical team in the league and a technically gifted team in the league. Right. You had, you had just athletes all over the pitch, you know, with, with, with Vieira, Gilberto, Lauren, uh, Sol Campbell, henri obviously, you know, these guys, they, they could cover so much ground. You didn't have to have a rigid structure because they could just, they could, they could make up for it with their superior uh, physical ability. Now we don't have, now not only do we not have superior ability, we have inferior physical ability. And that's where you see us get exposed time and time again.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like. I mean. But. But. What do you, Jason? What do you think attributed to that? Because, you know. Like Ryan was saying, Arsenal have had all of that power, all of that athleticism. But I, I don't. Arsene Wenger, being a manager for so long at Arsenal, he would have surely he would have recognized this. But now, as Ryan is saying, he's going. Or no, you were saying, Jason, he's going more for that technical. Uh, gifted type of player like the Zanti Cazolas, the, the Mikel Tetas
0: Why do you think there was a change there? He bought into the Pep, tiki-taka style from Barca. Uh, and that's the truth of the matter. He saw that and he thought, wow, you know, this is the way forward. Unfortunately, you know, he's not, you, you know, this isn't La Liga where you get 10 free games this is the Premier League where every game's hard and, and it's very competitive. And so therefore, you know, you know you look at it, okay, it's refereed differently over here. It, it, it's, you know, it's a different way of looking at it. You know, it's no surprise that we had three leg breaks in a number of seasons, mm. you know, where, where we had no protection whatsoever. You see, you see Pep moaning about it now. And, and it's far, you know. There, there aren't as many horrendous tackles as there were five, six years ago. There aren't, okay. They're, they've been cut out, okay. Um, Be bought into that style, but you know the, the big thing with him is, you know, if if you look now, you, you look at our current squad, okay, in the Europa League squad, you got Santi Cazola named. He hasn't played for what fifteen months. You know, it's a joke. Okay. You've got, you got Kashelny, ca- a captain inside, mm. who's got tender issues. I know. Now, the tender alone is a hell of a, a battle for him. Okay. And, you know, God knows I love Lauren Kashelny, but he's always a ricket in him. Mm-hmm. He's always had, he's always had that brain fart in him where he's going to decide to, you know, do something absolutely ludicrous, be out of position. You do you know what I mean? He's always had that in him. And when in the past you've had somebody like Saul Campbell, who's, you know, don't get me wrong, all centre backs have got, you know, that, that 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 mistake in them. It's it's the nature of the beast, and it's far more highlighted because you know if it leads to a goal, you remember that, mm-hmm. but. You know, you, you look at that, you, 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 know, you look at the makeup. He's got a ricket in him. He's got tendonitis problems. That's a lot for him to take on. And he's got the captaincy where, you know, he's, he's an introverted guy. He leads by example. You know, he's not somebody who's going to vocalize on the park and, 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 and organize well. Mustafi will do that, but Mustafi's still learning the league, you know, <laughs> and, and, and because we haven't got the cohesive structure. As Ryan spoke about, you know, that sort of next man up to cover your teammates sort of mentality and and the structure in place. The structure is really important, okay? Because you haven't got that, we quite often you see players not sure of what they're supposed to do or not sure what they're supposed to be, which always leads to you know to the attacking team having a having a field day. And you know, he bought into Tiki Taka, but he didn't. The, the, the game over here isn't suited to it. You know, it's fine on European nights. Mm-hmm. You know, it's refere- you, you know, Champions League, Europa League, they're refereed differently. And they are refereed differently. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. You know, you just have to watch the games and you see you can't get away with in Europe, but you get away with the Premier League. And that's the big problem. You know, it's all well and good, like in a style of football, but you have to form your own style. You know, when Arsene first came into the club, that 97, 98 season, I've never seen football like it. It was magnificent. It was just breathtaking. Okay. The way we played was was just so exciting. And, you know, he's influenced by beautiful football. You know, whether it be what Germany are doing now or that Barcelona team. And, And he's tried to buy into that, but he hasn't taken into account... Refereeing, and, and that's the biggest problem. Well, now, speaking of, speaking of the defense, uh, sorry, Ryan, you gonna say
1: something? Well, I just want to okay. kind of t- touch on the, the old the mentality, uh, philosophy of, of, you know, physical to, to technical. I, I think he's betrayed himself even on the technical front, guys. Like, I, go back, go back at our, our past few transfer windows. Look at who we brought in who's, who's elite level footballing ability. I'm talking you know high level uh, vision dribbling, just skill right? I mean just go back to some of our windows all right we got Alexis 1415. Danny Welbeck no, I'm sorry. Um, that's it. that's all we bought from an attacking front okay <laughs> next next summer, right? Jack. Uh, <laughs> And Mohamed El Nene. <laughs> that's it.
0: Well, El Nene came in. El Nene came in. Uh, no, he the- didn't he? Anyway, right?
1: So the summer. Yeah. That was the summer we bought zero outfield players. Zero. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That that like I I feel like that that's still under discussed how criminal that is to go a, a summer transfer window in the Premier League your Arsenal the amount of resources you have and spend zero dollars zero British Sterling. On any outfield the, players, right?
0: And, and the thing is, right? Okay, you, you know, you're you're, into, you're you're a coach, aren't you? You know, you you, yeah. you, you coach teams, right? you know, right? You know, you know, that the you know, the quickest, the easiest gains you make in any team is if you strengthen your weakest positions. Okay, you know? So whether that be the bench, whether that be the, in the squad or whatever, it, by raising the bar of, of, of the lowest performers. Okay. By ch- churning those players over, you raise the quality of the team. So you don't get a drop off in performance if you have an injury and you have to bring a squad player in. Now, you know, I've spoken about this since that. Yeah. That was, that was the summer for me when I remember saying on the transfer deadline day pod, you know, he's bought Northfield players. Now he has to win the league because if he doesn't win the league, it's his own fault. But another aspect of that is because of the, um, the, the Premier League's salary cap where um, in relation to commercial revenue, you're not allowed to touch TV money, but to, to increase your wages, they can only be increased by five, seven million pounds a year. I can't remember the exact figure at the time. Or you increase your commercial revenue and that gives you extra gap in your, in, in, in your, in your salary cap. By not buying extra players that summer, he, you know, we we took a hit in that salary cap, where we're not where we're feeling the effects of it now. Because if you if you fully extend that salary cap every year, you have room to churn players in and out, and you have money to spend. And it's another impact of that summer. That summer was was horrendous for us on two different levels: quality in the squad and wage cap. And 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 that's a big issue for us now. Right,
1: and uh, and then we we failed so many, so many fronts and and we got played and we're naive on, you know, you go to the the British core, giving all these wages to the likes of, of Theo Jenkinson Gibbs, right. Um, Chamberlain and all, but, but, and he, but even looking at the summer after, I know we're, we're going off a really big tangent here. Um, but I guess the less time to talk about losing to Spurs is always a good thing. So, um, (laughs) The ne- the next summer again again you you talk you, again always I always look at things in, in context with the top top teams in European football right not just like in a vacuum in Arsenal but in comparison to other teams I know we're not on an even playing field with resources with City and the likes United and and you know teams around Europe PSG and Madrid I get that but still look look at who we brought in and tell me you know who who is an elite footballer here look look at uh, two summers ago right. Jaca well we've seen what he can do. Uh, Mustafi, these has guy he's born cheap. 30 37 million, 40 million. Lucas Perez. Didn't do too badly, then we then we fucked him off to back to Spain uh, th- th- you know a year after. Um bought a holding. Takuma Asano, Colin Bramble who never played professional football before we signed him. Okay, <laughs> well, you know, and but, but there's another thing. So again, who no no one no one else is is applying for the players across the top clubs in Europe. So, why, why you know, again, I think Arsenal's biggest failure has been player recruitment, talent identification, and not to mention that same summer, we, we sell Serge Gnabry for, for $5 million who, and who Bayern ends up signing him a year later. Bayern, you know, consistently one of the best yeah. teams in Europe. So what does that tell you about, you know, again, identifying talent uh, that was already in the squad? Now, okay. Did we make a good step with, with Obama Yang and Mkhitaryan? I think so. I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic, because, again, that was post uh, Sven Mlissen tax and the, the uh, Sinelli, however the hell you say his name, the negotiator from Barcelona. So I think we're on the right track. But, again, I think the buck stops at Arsene Wenger. I, I don't trust him anymore to be able to identify and to be ruthless enough to make signings move players on that no longer fit and do what needs to be done to give your team the best chance of competing for a title. Because with the resources we have, there's no, I mean, there's no reason we, we shouldn't be competing. I mean, we're fucking 20-something points off, off of first place. It's a joke. It's not even, it's not even close. Um, and that, that, that's, that's an abject failure. I don't care how much money City has, how good of a coach Guardiola is. They still identified the right players and and went out and got them and and he fucked off all the players that weren't getting it done at city and and now now look at them right so like you still have to do that um whether you have a, a blank check or whether whether you're constricted by you know financial fair play the the salary cap whatever it may be um and i, I don't i don't know if wenger is the person who's going to do that for us i just don't trust them
0: it's not just technical ability it's pace as well. If you look at our squad, you know, you've got, Hector's got pace. um Koz has got a bit of pace, but, you know, the this is killing him. Poor bugger. Yeah. Um, then the only player you had with real pace at the time has been Theo. You know, because Sanchez was, Sanchez, Sanchez was all with the burst. There's no pace in the squad other than that. You know, our midfield has zero pace. You know, yeah. even Ramsey with our engine, He's not electric pace, you know, and, and, okay, Obama Yang has it. Lacazette's never had it. So, you know, it's, it's another thing where if you want to play counter attacking football, yes, it's about moving the ball, but you also need that sort of not only type, but that on, you know, you need that pacey guy who's going to burst past the defense, you know, which we nearly saw on Sunday with Obama and the jack pass, unfortunately, wrongly called offside, but you know, it's an important part of the game. You know, there's two rules to any sort of contact sport with the ball, you know. The ball moves quicker than the man and there's no substitute for pace. These are the laws of sport and we kind of let ourselves down in our squad with that, which, you know, is a bit of a shame.
1: And, and we have to, we have to, because we can't compete with the likes of City um, and United and, and even Chelsea you know, with spending... We, we have to get back to identifying elite, high-ceiling talent players before they become those players, right? Perfect example is, let's, let's look at Leroy Sané at City, right? At Schalke, 18, 19 years old. Obviously, tons of talent, you know, projected to be an absolute world beater. And, and City paid, what, $35 million for him for, you know, 19 years old, played a couple of seasons at Schalke. And think, oh, well, that's a lot of money for you know, kind of unproven. No, it's not because they did their scouting. They've seen him, what he has physically, what he has technically, and they say three years from now, this guy's market value is going to be at 150 million. So what's 30 million? It's it's the return on, the return on investment not only as a player, but if he if we do have to sell him, is going to be through the roof. And Arsenal used to do that. We used to buy players before they became you know. Superstars, and you know, listen, we can't compete with those other teams, so we're, we're not going to get those players once they're at that level. Um, so we have, I think, we have to get our victories. You know, buying players when they're in that eighteen to twenty-one year old range, and you have to look at look at their abilities and say, okay, once they get here, they're going to then develop into those world class players. The you know, the De Bruyne is hell, even Raheem Sterling. Oh, what do he cost? Fifty million? That's that's peanuts right now right? He'd go, he'd go for 170 million. Um, and, and you have to trust the coach and the club to develop them. And that's what we have to get back to. We have to be aggressive in that age bracket. We have to, again, recruit physically talented and technical talent. You can't, there's no, you have to have both. You have to, in, the, in a modern game, you just, you, you look across the teams, these, these teams are running their asses off for 90 minutes They can play inside of a fucking phone booth with the ball. They can do it all, and 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 we're just we're just so far behind that level. With really across the pitch, are you know Ozil and and uh, probably now Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang, but really across the board, we're just we're just lacking. Um, And it, it, I, you know, we're we're still we're still a ways away, I fear, and and it's 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 going to be a tough road to climb back up because the other teams. They're doing the business. I mean, they're doing it on and off the pitch. Um, you know, Liverpool—they they signed a guy, Naby Keita. Um, they got they got they got the deal done. They identified their guy. They paid. They stumped the money. He's coming next summer. Um, you look at that front three—it's it, it, devastating, right? So um, we got to figure out what our what our way back, what our strategy is going to be. And if we don't, de- I don't identify that and execute, then we're just going to be we're going to be sitting here you know stuck in fifth and sixth uh, for the for
0: the you know for the near future i so sorry on that i, yeah. I think you know if if if, so if you look at the guys who come in um, saheli from barcelona um misdan you got burgess as the um, director of performance okay mm. he's going to be a massive uh, impact for us i think you know but again it does take a little bit of time you know you've got shad uh, on on the um uh, on on the conditioning side of things, you know, we will get better. I, I have faith we'll get better, but again, I, I think the one thing you've got to take into account with Arsene is he's now 70 years of age, and I don't care who you are, I don't, you know, I, I love Arsene Wenger, I fucking adore Arsene Wenger,
1: yeah, he ain't okay. changing,
0: but. The bottom line is the time comes for every man where you need a fresh challenge Mm. and you can't, and nobody can tell me that being in the same job, I'm being in a job like a Premier League manager. You have to have that sort of Napoleonic, that slightly narcissistic complex where, you know, the self-belief is total. You have Mm. to believe in yourself to be able to do that job. But, you know, when you, when your thought processes do slow and they do slow with age, it's a fact it's going to affect the decision-making at times. You know, we were linked with Draxler. We were linked to Sterling. You know, I, I wouldn't have touched Sterling with a barge pole, but you can't argue with what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at and you know, I've seen him go missing for Dortmund. Young, I don't know what it is about Young, but you can't argue with the goals. They're there in black and white. They're on his stats, you know, but it's something about him which makes me feel unnervy.
1: There's got to be service. There's got to be service for him. Yeah, He's not, yeah. he's not, he's not, he's not dropping deep and holding the ball up. He's not a cane. He's not doing it. No, he's exactly. going to get on the end. He's going to get on the back post. He's going to run in behind. But if you don't have a yeah. player behind him to supply it, you, you, what's the point? I, I,
0: I, and the thing is, you know, I mean, you know, if especially look at a Saturday, you had nobody getting ahead of the ball, giving you options. Mm-hmm. yeah you've got nobody. they all you know um all three of the guys in midfield like to sit on the ball, like to play on the ball, you know and, and that's a problem. you can't you know if there's only three guys ahead of you and there's five people defending, you've got a problem you know and that's one of the issues we face as a team where the fluidity of our movement, you know the majority of the game is played off the ball. Okay, and and it's not just in your movement in possession; it's in, the, in in your discipline, out of possession. You know, and, and we've got to be more effective at that, and that takes a little bit of nous, you know. Which you know we certainly didn't have on Sunday. You know, the, the amount of chances that they had, you know, the, the, the it, it was embarrassing.
1: Well, t- it goes back to it takes organization, it takes discipline, um, it takes being well drilled into what what you do. Once you're out of possession, you know what what your role is, and, and it's clear it's clear as day that 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 just isn't there. Then um, then you have you have Lacazette who comes on, so we have our 53 million pound striker, record signing, back in back in August, uh, comes on to play with our new record signing, uh, 60 million, uh, Obama Yang. and and what does he do? He puts Aubameyang on as, as a left glorified left wing back essentially. I-
0: I see, I understood that. I understood at the time where he needed the pace out wide. Okay. I, 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 got that bit. But when he brought Welbeck on, when he brought <laughs> Welbeck on, he plays Welbeck to the middle.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, I just, and, 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 you know, you're looking at Welbeck who, who has been effective at the highest level for Man United on the left. And I just thought, ah, I don't get this.
1: And well, and Welbeck's first involvement is a ball right at his foot, and he lets it slide right under his foot, straight to the keeper. And and you have to, okay, if that's Aubameyang, as clinical as he is, he's turning that ball into his path, onto his right foot, and curling it into the corner of the net, maybe, right? But Welbeck needs about seven or eight first involvements to get warmed up, to get a feel for it, and, and it, it's an adventure with him. You, you really don't know what you're getting, so... Yeah, just, again, that, that's the, the tactical sharpness and, you know, oh, like, fuck, you're down 1-0. You should be down about 4-0 by the time Lacazette comes on. Um, why, why not play those guys through the middle together and, and adjust, adjust your shape, get some more width, get some crosses in the box. Do, you got to do something different. You can't just keep doing what you're doing and introducing new personnel playing in the same shape and same fashion and expect something's going to change. It's not. That being said, we had a pretty damn good chance to go level and, you know, undeserved, but, um, so yeah, it's just, but it's, it's, it's square pegs, round holes, um, just lack of imagination, lack of, of, trying to do something different when, when the chips are down. And it's it's just completely frustrating to, to see that in, in, in these big matches um, away from home.
2: And and I, and I think what you guys were talking about is bringing all this personnel, you know, from Barcelona and, and all those recruiters and Shad and, you know, the, the right key, key players. But if we're doing that, there must be a reason why it's still not functioning. Clearly, obviously, you know, th- you brought all these play, all these people, uh, players and staff this year. And some of them, you know, Ozil and whatnot a couple of years ago, but uh, there's still one common denominator. And that's what you're saying, Ryan is there's, there's that lack of creativity and, and it's Arsene Wenger, as much as I respect the man for what he's done with the club, that, that, that has nothing to do with it, but you, you just, you need, that fresh manager like I like a Mauricio Pochettino who has done wonders to Tottenham. Uh, he took a bunch of scrubs who I still think are scrubs, but they're, he's making them into, um, you know, genuine contenders. I mean, I saw a little bit of the match against Juventus yesterday to two nil down. And if that was Arsenal, they would have, they would have, they wouldn't have scored like, and they came back and they tied the match, but I just, uh, yeah, it's it's lacking something. I think, like everyone says, Arsene Wenger is just—I don't know—it's not the man to to lead the team anymore. And you know, I don't know—I I, don't—I don't know if that's going to change, even if even if you do change the manager, because you still have
0: the ownership, which I don't know. the well, is, if you look at Tottenham squad decay, okay, Alderweireld on a free. Okay, they didn't pay massive money for the Tongan. Mm-hmm. Right now. You can go out there and you can get value for money. Yeah. You can do it, okay. But you have you gotta, to be you willing. You got to
1: develop. You got to develop the players once they get there. Yeah,
0: you you got to be you got to be willing to have that 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 plan. You know, you you got to have the plan right. You know, if you look at what Pep's done at Man City, Kyle Walker's not the best left back anywhere. Okay, but he suits the style of play that Pep wants to play. Carl Walker's is not a fifty million pound player, no. not not in a month of Sundays, but that's what they had to pay because it's Man City to get him. Now, as Ryan said, if you're identifying good young talent early, you can go out get them, and and turn them into you know quality players. So Delhi Ali came from them um, uh, MK Dons. You know, it's about the right fit for the plan for the team, mm-hmm. and and. You know, with the, with the team that we've got in place now, because the succession plan is there, basically, it, you know, you're going to freshen up the, 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 coaching staff, you know, no more Boro Primovic, um, no more, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Peyton, Jerry Peyton, you know. You'll bring in fresh people, fresh ideas, and you'll see Aaron Ramsey play a different game for Wales. You'll see, you know, Jack Wilshire play deep for England at times and do it very, very well. You know, there are different things that we can do with the players that we have. We haven't got a bad squad by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, a few players need to go for certain, but I think if you bring in, you know, you you're going to have to change the keeper soon. Mm-hmm. You know because checks get get to an age. You're going to have to bring in a really decent centre half and you have to actually develop Chambers and and Holding. They're not bad players. You know, uh, at St George's Park um and people slag off St George's Park with England set up, but they've produced two world cup winning teams and a world cup finalist team in the age group ranges this year. Okay, so they've got to be doing something right. And, and they they rate they rated Chambers very highly, his quality on the ball and, 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 and the way he plays, etc. His decision making. They've rated him very highly. Now we threw him in at the deep end and he suffered because of that. He wasn't ready for you know for you know that game in Swansea, he got yeah, I was Jefferson Montero killed him because of the pace. But you know, no. you have to have plans in place.
1: Where, where is the coach? Where is the, where is the actual yeah. player development, right? Because look, yeah. look at, I mean, and you and you see it with, look at Wojciech Szczesny, for example. Okay, and I, um, I get goalkeepers; it's a whole different category and and mentality. But but obviously, the the physical talent w- was there from day one with him. That was never the question. But he goes to Italy for two years, and all of a sudden becomes this more. Nuanced, matured, uh, composed goalkeeper. That's, that's that's not by that's not by coincidence. He was coached. It, he was. He was. Yep. you know, he, he was drilled. It, 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 yeah, he, he there, was, there he are a couple, couple of things. Like there,
0: yeah, yeah there's, there's a couple of things that happened there, though. Okay, first of all, when he went to Roma, they got him away from Jack because him and Jack together were a, a nightmare, apparently. Okay, I get But you
1: got You got You got to demand that as a coach. You got You got yeah. to. You, yeah, have to, you have got to gotta be consequences, and you have to. You have to. You know, Pep, Pep does that with his players. He, look, look what he's done with John Stone. Look what he's done to Sterling. Look what he's done with these guys. Yeah, um, I agree with you. You know, he he, he 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 puts his arm around their shoulder, but also he'll fuck them off if they don't do what he demands of them. That, that's what a good coach does. He, you know. Yeah, but this he, is the... and Banger he refuses to do, it. he never has. But he no, I not talents. You get I disagree with that. Yeah,
0: you know, Martin Keown said in there uh, on Football Focus a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't often watch it, but I caught this episode, and he turned on and he said it straight. He said, "In my day, if you made mistakes like these guys are doing, you just weren't picked. You know, Wenger you, you, would fuck you off." Right, and, and that, that's that. That's from Martin Keown's mouth. Okay, mm-hmm. and so he has done it in the past, but obviously he's changed with the years. Okay. But the, the most disturbing thing about the Chesney business is he wanted to sign for us. He wanted to re sign. He wanted to come back. Now, you yeah. could have, you know, you could have brought him back and, 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 and said to Czech, right, you know, this is the way it is. We want to bring him back in. I want to reintegrate him in the team. You, you know, you're getting of an age. We're, we're going to find a way of working this out. And, and you're looking at Chesney after two years at Roma is a very different man to the one man, man who left. You know, he's gone through his problems, as you've said. He's become a better keeper. In that last season at Roma, he didn't leave a goal in from outside the box. You know, and Roma weren't particularly a defensive side. You, you, you could have integrated them in. You could have found a way because Chesney loves the Arsenal.
1: Sure. And, and, and listen, there's a reason Juventus has, has handpicked him due to succeed one of the greatest keepers of all time. Um, you know, for the next 10 years, like they they did, I I guess we'll take Chesney. No, like there's a reason for that because they, they they saw whatever else saw in his two years at Roma that he's a class keeper. Um, But that is an example of, I think, our coaching setup, which I don't really think there is one. I don't think there is a plan in place on how we're going to develop certain players in certain positions, their, their, their mental skills, their physical skills. We, Again, kind of just throw them out there, express yourself, play off of other players. You know, kind of go with the flow, and and it, it exposes it exposes the players. And if you're not if you're not world class talent, if you're you're the likes of Mezzarozo, the likes of Alexis, the likes of Ramsey, they don't they don't need that instruction on kind of they they, they see one or two plays ahead, right? They can they can cope with that and and, and and excel and and thrive in that scenario. But you're talking about 21, 22 year old center halves who, who are coming from Southampton and Bolton respectively, they can't do that. And you can't expect them to do that. And they're gonna get hung out to dry, exposed. Their confidence is gonna get shot. And when you and when you need them to come back in for crucial matches to get results, they're not they're not mentally there, and, and they're sure as hell not physically there because they haven't been coached.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I, that's a. that's a that's a mouthful and a bunch of other stuff that I love. I just love listening to both of you just guys talking and dissecting everything about, uh, about this team and, and, and the direction that it's going. I think we all have to agree that it, the the changes are coming. Like you guys have stated, the The personnel the players are coming in. Now it's just a matter of time to mold everybody. Um, the defensive shape just it, it needs to change. Um, and, i wanted to ask you both before we move on it, well i i know that i've gotten it from you ryan so it's but more from jason's side i know that you guys have touched it a little bit on there but um the the defense like you know Clashelli's is getting old mustafi is uh mediocre at times monreal is getting old as well bellerin eh, it, will he develop more i, I don't know but what do you think it's it's just a, like you you've mentioned it uh, a center half? Do
0: you think that's all it will take to change this defense? No, no. It it takes a set You know, if if you look at if you look at the goal on sa- on Saturday, for all that you know, when we played West Ham in the Cup, you had Holding and Chambers playing, and Andy Carroll came on second half. Andy Carroll's been a pain in our ass for many years, mm-hmm. and, and as soon as he came on. Chambers and Holding went for him. Okay, they went for him. They were in his face. They didn't give him a moment's rest. You know, and they had a plan for him. They knew what they were going to hand them, and they executed. They they can do it now. Harry Kane's a hell of a lot better than Andy Carrell. Let's make no mistake about it. But the defense is hanging out to dry because there's no pressure on the cross. Because there's no pressure on Ben Davis, that's where we're getting sucked in, and 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 it starts from the top. If you're not, you know, it's the thing when Ian Rush played for Liverpool, he defended from the top. That's why they they were successful because everybody defended in their areas, and they, you know, if you stop it at source, you cut out the problem initially, and that's a problem where we get, you know, you had Mesut Ozil. Walking around, you know, he did no defensive duties whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Hector Bellerin had a fantastic game considering he was hung out to dry. Mkhitaryan tried his best. He he did get back. He did do his defensive duties on the left hand side. But you know, unless you're unless you're defending from the top, you you know, you are going to continue to have these problems. People keep on slating check. You know he's letting more goals this time in Arsenal than the whole time he's at Chelsea, because we are not defensively minded. We do not, we are not drilled in what to do off the ball. I, I, and if you look at when we've played Stoke, when we've played Swansea, etc., okay, they've had the you know they've had we've had the lion share the ball, and yet we've still gone down to these teams because. We, do, we, we don't work hard enough at it. And it's as with any sport, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Okay. So unless you're going to put, unless you're going to work on these things, then you're not going to get anywhere. Now we we reached a Champions League final when we had Juru and Sendros, the centre half against them uh, Real Madrid. But everybody forgets that we brought in Martin Keown at that point to drill the defence. And he did it successfully.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. And and and, you know when you're drilling the defence, you're drilling the cent you you're drilling your midfielders as well. So you know it's that thing of right. Okay. So if my left back's been dragged out, my centre half's moving across to cover that position. Who's dropping into centre half to cover? When you look at some of the stature of Xhaka, he's the perfect man to do that sort of thing. But he doesn't even think about it. As as Ryan mentioned earlier on against Swansea, he just stood there. There's also that mouse. I'll go back to the Swansea game again. You're playing the bottom club in the league. You've just taken a 1-0 lead. Okay? Cool it down. Leave them come with you. You don't need to do anything. Now's the time to be smart. Now's the time to say, right, lads, chilli chili beans, let's take this easy. We're going to play counter we there's going to be a couple of long balls of the, we're going to draw them out. We're going a couple of long balls of the top. It's a horrible game. If you're within 30 yards of goal, the ground is sopping wet. It's horrible. It's raining. The keeper's going to have problems. Smash it at him. Every chance you get, take a shot. Fucking hammer it at him. Leave him half it. Okay. Let those shots fly. Just make sure you're hitting the target. No stupid ones, but you know, make sure you're, you're making him work for it. And one will go in.
1: And we didn't do but that you, at any point. You can tell, though, in that you know, those scenarios that those should be drilled in training constantly, yeah. like literally. Okay, scenario where we go up one nil. Next five minutes, literally park the bus. You can tell we don't we don't ever work on that because. Nothing changes. We score, and then almost immediately we get put right under pressure. We switch off mentally. We lose our focus. We stop, you know, we stop marking runners. We stop communicating, and that's how we concede. We concede so quickly, either straight off the kickoff, i.e., Tottenham, straight off of a goal that we score because we relax. We stop playing. We stop the intensity, and that that comes that comes down to drilling. That comes down to leadership on the pitch. I'm not absolving players because ultimately they have to go out and execute it. Um, yeah, but it comes. You know, you look at Mustafi, right? Mustafi's not a not a bad center back. He's not a bad footballer. There's a reason he he's a World Cup winner. For Christ's sake, he's probably going to be starting um, or definitely in the in the 18 for, for Germany this summer of the World Cup. So the, the the problem is he's left to his own devices. Right? He loves. Obviously, he's a very aggressive. He loves to lunge and go to ground and step yeah. forward and and you know. Be an aggressive ball playing center back. So the problem is, it's like if you leave the pyromaniac with a with a book of matches, <laughs> guess what? Guess what he's going to do? He's going to start a fucking fire. If yeah. if, I, if you if you let Mustafi just fucking slide all over the pitch and step out of play, step in the midfield and leave gaps, leave Cashel in the isolated, and, and, and there's no coaching or there's no repercussions to playing that way, he's going to keep doing it. And,
0: yeah. and, I, and the thing is, it's the same with Koscielny as well. Right. With his tendon like this, why is he pressing up so high up the pitch when you're 1-0 mm. You don't need to. Just well, hang back.
1: Well, but, but also, due to that, and, and talk about it, there's no midfield role. There's no midfield shape uh, of there, Jacques El Mene, when he was here. These guys had free license to kind of run all over the pitch. Um, yeah. There was a goal, I think it was. I think it was a Chelsea match, uh, Might have been, I think it was the second leg of the League Cup. Uh, hazard's a school. Jacka Jack was playing left wing. Like he, he and, and, and there's no reason for him to be there, but because he doesn't have an instruction, or he's just brain dead. It could be a combination of both. He just decided, hey, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just roam into that spot. And in the middle of the pitch is wide, fucking open, where Conte and Pedro, they, they just had the, the walk of the pitch, and. And so that's where the center halves they get sucked out into midfield because our midfielder, we don't have guy who's sitting there should be shielding preventing that right mm. let your let your central defenders defend centrally and you know clog the middle teams do it against us all the time right when they play they put put yeah. ten men behind the ball we don't you, you, clearly we yeah. don't practice it we don't enforce it <laughs> and we get exposed because of it
0: yeah, yeah. if you go to the Bournemouth yeah. game
1: yeah so, so if you, so you go to much. the ball,
0: if you, the Bournemouth game, okay. Yeah. On, the, on a second goal, okay. If you, if you look where the cross comes in, you've got, was it, is it Maitland Niles, I think, playing left back? I think it's Maitland yeah. Niles, but you had the left back, you had Mustafi, you had Jack, and you had Jacker all around the right winger, and he still mm-hmm. gets the ball in. Yeah. And yet they're, they're all, it's like kiddies football where they've all run to the ball. And none of them have had the wherewithal to do anything about it to stop the right. ball coming. And, and, and it's symptomatic of how we play. You know, it, it's it, you know, we can be magnificent at, at times and, and we can be childlike at others. And it's it, it's <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, it's
2: terrible. Um, yeah. and we we can we can discuss all of this till the till the cows come home yeah. until we're blue in the face, and I love it um but we only have so much time guys yeah i know we're we going neg- to
1: when are going to negotiate with everton to form a super league where it's just yeah. arsenal arsenal versus everton, everton 38 match weeks we'll fucking win uh, the league for eternity
2: for eternity exactly i Chelsea in that uh, as well. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i love it i love it you put west Brom in as well um yeah uh, so let's let's move on to tomorrow's match actually uh, or today, if you're if you're listening this uh, listening to this before, um, but obviously it's obviously it's gonna be tomorrow. So just a quick little chat. Uh, boys are going to Sweden to play Ostersund, I believe. Uh-huh. I ha- I have no idea. Uh, Ostersund, Ostersund, yeah. So I had I didn't even know this team existed.
1: Bless uh, you, bless you, both of you, bless you.
2: They are going to be playing in Canadian-like weather, so that's going to be pretty cool to see. Apparently, it's like minus 7 over there, so it's a little bit colder than we are right now. Um, Some big names that are missing. Peter Cech, Lauren Kleshelny, Alexander Lacazette, of course. We've heard uh, his massive injury. Uh, Pierre Emek Obama-Yang obviously cannot play because he is ineligible uh, because he played for Dortmund. Um, Ozil uh, is going which is um which is uh, a, a kind of a surprise so some some big names some youngsters are definitely going to be on the pitch as well uh you got eddie i don't even want to pronounce his name you got reese nelson joe willick traveling matt macy um we'll start off with you jason uh straightforward match or
0: or oh, Saints? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. look well, like, it's, it's- it's going to be a straightforward game. Okay. I, I know the, the, there's always the banana skin thing, but you know, th- this is a part-time team. It, it's, you know, it's in the Arctic circle. It's at the very top of Sweden. Um y- You know, you need to put out a little bit of mouse out there. You need to put some experienced players in. Yeah. Like right mix of youngsters and, and, and go for them, you know, show them a bit of respect and go for them, you know, play, have a go at them. You know, yeah, <laughs> These guys are not in a, you know, they're not in the league of our under 23s team. But again, as you say, you know, the conditions aren't going to be conducive to um, some of our guys. I'm surprised Ozil's still traveling. I really am. But, you know, Mkhitaryan will be there, I think. Um, we should have enough experience and enough talent to be able to say to these guys, you know what? We're just gonna play, we're gonna go through the motions here, we're just gonna play our game and print the sword, but um uh, you know we we badly need just a win uh, you know we we need a couple of wins now you know we got this game and then the home leg, and then you got the cup final, isn't it isn't mm-hmm. it the cup final then yeah I
1: so think, you know, having so. city and the league in between that i think yeah okay so we got you know,
0: these guys twice then city twice okay and you know, look, I'm I'm eternal optimist. I think we'll win the Europa Cup, and I think we'll win the League Cup. You know, I just think that's the way we are, and I think actually we're we're about to go and run the form as well. You know, I, I
1: anger I, two year <laughs> extension incoming.
0: Oh God, stop! Uh, <laughs> it, it's
1: it's
0: one of those things. It's 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 so Arsenal, isn't it? Yeah, it's so it would, Arsenal. It would be. You know, that's the way we are. We are. You know, you you get Ramsey coming back in the team, give us a bit of go forward, making the extra man in attack, getting beyond the ball. It adds a lot to our game, you know. Uh, And I just think this isn't a game to be scared of. This is a game to write a couple of the youngsters. You know, for me, I would play holding and Chambers' centre-halves, okay? Because, you know, the, the... I know these guys are no mugs. They've beaten some decent sides this season, okay. But these the decent sides they've played are, are teams that we would hump. So you know, Hapwell, uh, Tel Aviv, the likes of that. You know, so we've got to go out. Chambers and Holding are good enough for this game. Mm. Give them some game time. Let's get them playing. Let's let's go through with emotions. Let's really you know take it to them and and set a stall out. Yeah, I, I agree.
1: <laughs> If, we, you know, if Spina is, is named in the starting eleven, will I'll really be nervous.
2: It it looks it, it sounds like you might start. Well, there, who else is it? Me, Matt there, Macy? Well, no,
1: I I think Check might start actually. Um, A
2: check didn't go according to. In you.
1: travel? I thought he did. No, okay. No. Well then then yeah then I'm properly <laughs> fucking nervous because you know you know they're gonna have about six blokes that are like six seven Swedish fucking bodybuilders playing you know in, in the center of defense and they're just gonna pump crosses into that digit, and he's going to be three feet behind the line every fucking time and, <laughs> and holding, holding the ball above the line, like a goddamn like child, uh, you yeah. know, playing, playing keep away.
2: And, um, and I'm, I'm just, wow. sorry. I'm just, I'm just looking at the, the, the schedule here, Ryan, before you continue. It's it's, yeah. we play them tomorrow. Then we play them again on the 22nd yeah. next weekend uh, next week. So there is no football this weekend, which sucks. Um, and then we play the league cup final, the 25th, uh, oh, Okay, and then, and then Vinci Vinci again,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: So anyways, Ryan can cont- continue, uh, is it straightforward or not? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I, we're away from home. So I, I, I can't honestly say that I'm, I'm, optimistic. <laughs> I mean, I, J, Jace is right. We, we should on paper and, and I think, I think Ozil is going to, I saw some, some rumblings, um, I think Jeremy Wilson was reporting that Ozil could actually start as a false nine uh, tomorrow. Um, you know, McIntyre will play; he'll start. So, I, listen, the qualities—it's not even a question—but it would be so Arsenal, I think, to go out, concede about two goals in the in the first twelve minutes on set pieces, uh, a la hole, and you know, in the, in the FA Cup final a few years back, and then crawl back for a ninety-second minute. Equalizer to, to make it two two, and and then then we'll then we'll see the the journalists flip the script like they did you know with Tottenham at, at Juventus how a heroic display it was to come back and, and draw two two and yet it'll, it'll be an absolute farce and disaster and Arsenal go to a fucking pack of snow farmers and, and barely eke out a, a, a draw so i, I that, that would that would just be perfect peak Arsenal at this moment so I, it wouldn't surprise me
2: i love it i love it um yeah i I don't know i don't know anything about this club so i'm just gonna go in there uh enjoy the match uh cheer them on as always it's a 1 p.m eastern time i I think start uh so that should be good i have some lunch tomorrow and uh stream it at, at work um but uh i think i think that that should do it for this podcast um i i just I just love listening to both of you go go on and I could I could listen for another hour or so uh, because it's more interesting. You guys definitely know more of this than I do. I just I just I don't know. I'm not technically technically sound like you guys. So I love it. I learn I learn I learn a little bit every single time. So um, without further ado, though, I'd like to thank my guests uh, for tonight's podcast. It's been awesome. Jason, thank you so much for coming on again. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, And hopefully
0: we can have you on as always. Um, it's a pleasure to be on with you guys. Uh, you know, you're a star, Mario. You're absolute star, you, Ryan? and you um, are right. And I always enjoy your company, boys. Always enjoy your company. Tell me, Jay, where was he? You know, oh, I've been looking at his Instagram. Yeah. He's, he's he's got a hot date. Ah,
2: oh, he's a big a- AJ's, AJ's
1: living his best life. Currently. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should all be so lucky.
2: You should see his Snapchat, Jason. If you have Snapchat, that guy he he loves the concerts.
0: Yeah, I see him on Instagram a lot. Um, uh, but um, yeah, he, she's far too good for him. He's punishing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, um, Ryan. Thank you so much, man.
2: As always, I appreciate your company. I appreciate the time that you take uh, to come on and and do this with me. I I, I love it.
1: Uh, th- thanks for allowing me all my my shit takes. It's it's really. Uh cathartic and much needed thank you my
2: man i I love it but but hey we we still need your fact of the day i didn't
1: even think of one uh the 25th amendment is the most important amendment in the american constitution
2: and go 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 look it up ladies and gentlemen uh guys that is it uh for the podcast on behalf of jason and ryan and myself mario thank you for listening uh, we will talk to you hopefully again next week when we lose to Oster Sand or whatever the hell they are from, <laughs> from Sweden. Until then, guys, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night.